All right, look at this shit show done. Uh, what episode are we? This is where we're at now. We are actually doing enough where I have to look. Well, yeah, don't remember. Episode it's 17. 16 or 17, yeah. 17, 17. Now. Wowzers. I know, right? Yep. Who knew? You got the shelf life of fucking potato salad. And- you are listening to Party at the All Points, a journey through the competitive realms of Age of Sigmar. And now your hosts, Dayton Obrey, Jeffrey Bodine, and Price Van Welcome, everybody, to Party at the All Points, uh, episode 17. Uh, wow. Man, I know, right? Jeez, I didn't think we were going to go this long, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Tee-hee. Yeah, we're reaching <laughs> the bottom of the barrel now and going deep, deep yeah. into the blue with Ideneth Deepkin. I know Reviewing the worst book in Age of Sigmar, <laughs> yeah. you guys. I'm so excited yeah. to talk about this piece of shit. The floater, uh, the floater of AOS. <laughs> and I'll be sitting here eating my kids' candy and drinking beer because yesterday was Halloween and it was <laughs> hopefully everyone had a good Halloween in any form that they decided to take it, which means hopefully you were partying with a bunch of friends and fucking us all. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Be safe out there, kids. Yeah, but with me tonight, uh, obviously I'm Dayton and with me is Jeff. How you doing, bud? hey boys how are you i'm i'm good um let's see i did have i got my diet coke here yay and uh you're You're eating candy and i've oh oh yeah that's right i'm actually in a house and it's mine yeah that's which is weird what what an odd occurrence but i guess it is how i know right good stuff happens (laughs) it's like eight o'clock at night it's you know it's weird for me to be at home but okay (laughs) and uh, i mean Last episode, we had Underworlds, and Price got to talk a lot, so we got to bring him up, and now we're going to bring him back down. How you doing, bud? Uh, I can't complain, man. Uh, living, doing, talking about the bo- most boring-ass book that we're going to talk about on the show, so... Yeah. <laughs> Le blah. Yeah, I figure with... Um, obviously, I'm eating candy right now. It's great for all our audio listeners. Yeah, listen to him smack. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah, you think I have an accent before? He's hit me with a Twix in my teeth. <laughs> but um, with the announcement and the now released website for Shattered Realms, which are going to be doing deep dives into a lot of the elf factions, we thought we kind of start to go back or go into that faction a little bit, and uh, we start with Ideneth Deepkin, who I don't see them getting a whole lot with this next book. Which is going to be focused mostly around daughters of Cain. Yeah, yeah, they just need a restructuring, a rewrite, and I don't, I don't think a, a campaign module is going to really do enough to to change their fates. Yeah, and there you go. So that's our episode. Yep. Uh, <laughs> All right, thanks, you know, guys. Tune See you later. In, in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't known, uh, basically, Age of Sigmar is going through its uh, psychic awakening. And they're doing the Broken Realms, and the first book being highlighted is all about Marathi. Yeah. Oh man, the video that they posted is pretty awesome. Like, yeah, with I, the, I, uh, I really with the did violin. The violin. 
playing. I love that. And I thought that video was just awesome. So, and it's also going to be highlighting the uh, Slanesh mortals. Yep. Yeah. And they're and doing some something cool. to Stormcast. We'll see. And some cool uh, short story fiction. Um, yep which I I enjoyed the first story that they released uh, reminiscent of when they did Malign Portents. Yeah. They did a lot of really cool short stories. Um, I, I love Games Workshop short stories, particularly Age of Sigmar stuff. So even if nothing else, I'm very excited about getting to read those and the new bits of lore that they introduce. Like even just like the little bit of art that they add to it too is great. Yeah. I really like their direction. They go with that stuff. And then they have a yep. box that they've uh, shown as well. The Broken Realms Shadow and Pain. Yep, which right. offers a new Daughters of Cain hero and uh, a new Slanesh mortal hero. Yep. Then everything else is the same. Uh, Something else that I want to talk about real quick because otherwise yep. we'll lose it. Uh, the new Master of Festivities that they showed off today, the new Joseph Bugman, the character yeah. overlord Joseph <laughs> Bugman. I'm so excited for that model. That is a auto buy for me. Um, and the fact that he has both a helmeted uh, and unhelmeted head, I'm very, very excited about. So. Yeah, he looks much better than the, like the one last year was pretty cool, but this 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 one this awesome. year's this year's really cool. I'm excited for him a lot. Uh, other than that, I guess we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Now, don't drink and fly, guys. Mm, if you're uh, a dwarf, it's probably okay. Yeah, it's pretty much the standard, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we got some hobby talk, I guess, to discuss for anyone that's actually done any, Jeff. I wait until you finish your Diet Coke. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, well, my hobby stuff has been mostly around um, theory crafting. I've been doing a lot. I mean, doing a lot of work with uh, the 40K stuff. And we have a little thing that we're all, we, we three are all involved with as part of our wider club community where we're doing a Secret Santa thing for each with other. our team, the right. PC Battle Bros. That's correct. Yes. And um, we are uh, doing a paint a model for your your gift recipient. Um, and that has been on everybody's mind, at least. I've got my models picked out and one of them is primed uh, and I need to get on it. But yeah, uh, we uh, we decided to keep a model under fifty dollars. And then yeah, you, I'm actually exceeding that, but I'm exceeding that. But uh, that's. I don't really care. And then we uh, hand paint them and then send them away. Yep. That's good. It's, it's been fun. It's broken me out of and uh, I've gotten to yeah. play with something I've never actually really done before. So It's yeah. a fun way to it's paint not... a model that you would otherwise very like, like. Not that you would never paint, but a chance to paint something that's maybe a little bit off your normal palette or outside of your interest of collecting. Uh, and I think there's a thing when you paint a model for another person that you just inevitably spend more time on it right because you know that somebody else is going to have it and you want to show you want to put your best foot forward not as a competition element but as a genuine sort of like i'm excited to give this as a gift to a person so yeah if they're gonna get it i might just keep it instead of another one <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you've been uh, eyeing that up then jeff what's that i'm sorry you've been eyeing that up then oh okay. yes i have i i have like i said i got everything picked out and i have one of them primed and I'm actually looking to the side and looking at them right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been queuing up a ton of lists for uh, for the new 40K stuff, which is off topic, but that's what I was doing. So there you go. 
It's the new hot topic right now. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be in this game and not be aware of what's going on there. Um, AOS is waiting for Dark Eldar to get something. Yeah, I mean, like AOS's latest thing was the Giants, of course, and all the discontent that came from that. So and they fell hard. Yeah, (laughs) such a disappointment. I got I got a kit. I did. I did. Did I mention that? It doesn't matter. I did get a giant kit. Um, I was gonna. I was thinking about magnetizing it to be able to make it flexible, but it's just um, completely pointless to do that. Like, if you're going to play with them, they need to be a solo faction. You don't want to ally them in, even though you can, because they just one. But yeah, I know. But you can, but you shouldn't, because they get. They're already not very good, and they get way worse when they're allied in somewhere. Yeah. So unless you're doing so, what uh, <clears throat> Darren's doing with his uh, Johan army, which is pretty fucking hilarious, but that's mostly yeah. entertaining rather than yeah. Uh, Darren Watson. Yeah. Yeah, Darren Watson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I primarily got mine as a as a uh, kind of just a display piece. So I'm just gonna build probably the one with the hood because I think it looks cool and um be done with it but yeah i mean like that's the unfortunately aos isn't doing us any favors with giving us cool things to talk about for the most part because the giants were such a disappointment yeah broken Uh, realms as we get more information about broken yeah yeah time to move on forget giants let's move on and uh, and then we get our update in uh, a couple months too yeah. yeah hit this hit this new content and it'll be fun uh i'm looking forward to it I have my crappy Sylvaneth army all queued up and ready to go and get slaughtered. So it'll be good. <laughs> Price, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so I recently started messing around with, uh, I picked up a box of Skatari Rangers and I have a uh, Arcanaut crew box sitting at the house. And I've been kind of piddling around with those models and, and looking at doing a conversion for possibly legions of Asgore, maybe, or like a, a mixed chaos army something that's super low model count that would be fun to play. I don't necessarily think it would be amazing, but just a a visually cool army. Um, I really lean into the weird sort of tech side of Age of Sigmar. I like it quite a bit. Uh, So kind of playing with that. I also recently picked up Necromunda Dark Uprising Mm -hmm. uh, and have been building the Palatine Enforcers from that and some of the terrain. So that's been the bulk of my hobby lately. I am going to play a game of Warhammer Underworlds tomorrow uh, at our shop for our little Underworlds League that we've been kind of plinking around with as people can get up and play games. Uh, so I'll be doing that, playing a match for that. That's been the bulk of my hobby. Oh, what time? Uh, I think I'm meeting Breck there at like 5.30 or 6 tomorrow. Okay. I have a 6 o'clock for the same thing. Well, there you go. So Jeff, well, you guys, will, uh, Do you guys just not talk? <laughs> uh, we're playing no. two people who aren't in sort of our normal like yeah our normal circle of people that we do a lot of hobby with uh and have scheduled those games <laughs> separately so yeah for whatever reason they signed up to play and then like never answer any kind of messages or aren't on anything and just don't so it's like been extraordinarily difficult to link up with these people mine it's been my fault on my game because like i said uh i took two i had to take two covid tests here recently we had a positive test at my work and then a second positive test so i've been being careful and not getting out but now that i've tested negative twice uh i'll be able to go out and engage in a little social distanced 
uh, Underworlds. But yeah, that's what yeah. I've been working on. Uh, that's been the bulk of my hobby. How about you, Dayton? Have you done anything interesting lately? Yeah, I've been uh, putting my a lot of effort into the Secret Santa. It's been going really well. Uh, it's my uh, the person who's receiving it. It's not on their list. I decided to kind of go shoot from the hip a little bit, but I think it's going to hit close to the mark for that person. Uh, and then I've been kind of helping out my wife with her Eidneth Deacon as well. And she's just got to put together one more shark and half of a ship. And then she's ready to paint. And then I got to teach someone who's never painted before how to paint. So <clears throat> she's super intimidated by it, but uh, I think it'll go well. I mean, it's going to yeah. be her army. It's just, it's just painting. I have airbrush. I got everything. I got, I can show her how to do most of the stuff. So. There you go. She's been pretty I like cutting corners with I like cutting corners with rattle cans when it comes to like base coating stuff, you know. Yeah, that, like that that's fine until like our temperature is in the minus right now, so that's not really an option. <laughs> Unless you're doing it in your house and then <laughs> kicking the kids out into the minus temperatures. <laughs> you can make a pretty uh pretty easy homemade venom. Um but that's a probably a different argument for a, a different story for a different day. Hey. The one thing I did want to jump into and i'm sure i know dayton had it on the radar as well uh is some of the broken realm stuff uh that they've previewed or possibly previewed um because i feel like being salty tonight uh because we're already talking about <laughs> um so uh if, if you haven't looked uh we probably know what the first four boxes are they previewed them on warhammer community there is one for uh, Idneth Deepkin, there's one for Cities of Sigmar, one for Stormcast Eternals, and one for Chaos, uh, Slaves of Darkness particularly. And what it looks like they will have, just in case anybody was really excited about this, I'm, I'm going to rain on your parade. Uh, it looks hmm. like the Idneth Deepkin will have two Alapexes, which are the Sharks, and one Idneth King. Um, so great value box there. We don't know prices yet. Uh, the Gresh's Iron Reapers looks to be three Chaos Chariot kits. You can build them one of two ways. The Stormcast Eternals kit looks like two units of five Judicators, one unit of Castigators, uh, a unit of Griffhounds, uh, a box of them, and then a Lord Veritant. Well, the um, Castigators are the uh, easy easy to yeah, build the, ones these, this is the only castigators oh the only castigators that exist there are no other castigators besides those easy to build castigators so you know why um, you know why because nobody wanted them that's why uh and then finally the cities of sigmar looks like it's uh a sorceress on black dragon or the black dragon kit because you can build it both ways and two units of the dark coven warriors they've got them built here as crossbows and spears uh, but you can also build them as swords however you want to and what that sounds like, if you're you're taking notes at home, are boxes comprised of models that no one buys, and Games Workshop has shoved them into a box to try and get you to purchase them. Um, <laughs> they will have a War Scroll Battalion in each box, and who knows, maybe they'll be fucking great, and they'll fly off the shelves, uh, but I doubt it, because um, I can't yeah. see a world where three Chaos Chariots changes anybody's opinion on Chaos Chariots. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, they're okay. They're okay. They're okay. <laughs> they, they, that, they do the mortal wound thing. I don't yeah, know. the corn list I came up with probably put them to their best service. That's about it. But it looks like the first book uh, is going to focus on Daughters of Cain. And from what it says, 
Uh, it's going to include new rules centered around the key players, um, including allegiance abilities, war scroll battalions, and updated war scrolls. So it sounds like they're going to be uh, doing quite a bit with the Daughters of Kings. Yeah. I read something that said that um, they were going to have some way where you could have both forms of Moravia on the board at the same time. Yeah, I did see that. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I have no idea what's going on there, but that's kind of weird. But I guess we'll see. It's the mirrored version of her. And then it looks like every other faction is just going to get a War Scroll Battalion with a named character of yep. already an existing model. Except for the, obviously, the Slanesh gets the new mortal. A, a named character built out of a kit that people weren't buying a lot of. Yeah, it'll sell. <laughs> they always sell. GW has no problems with sales. I mean, they'll sell. Uh, and if they're remotely priced well, right? Like there's a chance that you just buy them because, hey, you don't have this in your collection. Um, I just, every once in a while, when, when we come around to Games Workshop boxes, I just laugh because sometimes they're just, they chuck shit that nobody's buying into a box. And they go, yeah, hey, those start collectings were oftentimes double-edged swords, man. They draw people in, but they're just a bunch of trash. But yeah. that's, that's my rant about the, uh, the, Broken Realms boxes that are not the main box with Slanesh and Daughters of Cain. <laughs> yeah, I don't Boo. know. I, I'm looking forward Boo. to any new, any new content getting added to it. I'm I'm stoked. Especially for a yeah. guy who's sitting on a Daughters of Cain army. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually have some questions as well, which we may as well. Oh, talk. no. Uh, Ahmed Zayden. I probably said that wrong, and I'm sorry. Not sorry. What do you want from more scroll <laughs> rewrites in the Broken Realms in order to broaden the competitive builds within the book? And there, I'm assuming he's referring to the Eidnet Deepkin. Um, I mean, I don't think Eidnet's going to get a ton of stuff in this, but to take a stab at that, I think that I, I don't know that War Scroll rewrites are the problem with the book. I think the issue is you have thralls like both the Namardi thralls and the reavers who are really cool models, but they don't do a whole lot. Like they have some offensive capacity and they work, but they don't seem to fit in or work well with like the tides. They don't seem to function really well. And like, they're still being held up against Morsar guard, which are unbelievable. And like, I don't want Morsar guard to get nerfed into the ground because I don't think that's fun. I think that sucks for people who do have really, you know, well-painted, gorgeous models uh that they've invested in i i think that honestly man i i'm hard pressed to think that a campaign book is going to get the answer done because i just don't think it's war scrolls that are going to fix it right like i think you have to go back to the drawing board and end up with something like what happened with caradron overlords where they got their whole new book with like the fly high mechanic and maybe something that really kind of fits this like soul thief thing that in the lore ideneth deep can do um, where they get some mechanics that kind of encourage them to be aggressive and build in a little durability in the process might help. Um, obviously, I'm I'm rambling at this point because I've, yeah. I've read the book a whole bunch. Well, of them. I mean, they could do something with battalions because right now the battalions aren't particularly good. Um, so they could make a battalion that packages up some of these underutilized units and gives them some kind of really potent buff that makes them worth challenging the Morsar guards just like point sync dominance. We're seeing it with uh, Gloomspike Gits, right? 
Yeah, Gloom Spider getting there because they've gotten battalions and we've gotten some yeah. things that make their uh, yeah. like a really great example with, with Gloom Spider gets a great point. They've rewritten in the two white dwarfs so far where they took their terrain feature and made it work for squigs and or trolls and not just night goblins, right? That's a, a yeah. great way to make that stuff work. Yeah, like they could do something with a battalion where they shift the way the mechanics work in such a way to make something else be viable, you know, and push. I mean, just because Morse are, are so insanely good that why would you not? But if you actually, you know, created some kind of competitive biodiversity and you could do that with some battalions, you know, and also encourage people to buy some other crap, you know, so everybody wins if you make some cool battalions and it, you know, like the the battalions are no good, which means it's a high drop army. So, you know, it kind of shakes things up a little bit, makes makes you experience something different from these guys. Yeah, just make them uh, the units bring something unique because yeah. as we'll go into it, the eels just do what the other yeah. ones are trying to do better. Battalion would just put a band-aid on this thing until they could do a rewrite, which is better than nothing. So hopefully they do and give the book a little bit more life. Um, so that's yeah, my needs, answer. It, well, it, just, it needs some soul, right? Uh, Conan or Conan, sorry. Yeah, Conan. Uh, he just states four turtles are bust. He's just standing his ground. Only if you, you know what, man? paint them as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently there's a new like comic book or something coming out that's like a dystopian future for them and three of the four are dead. Yeah. Leo's yeah. real or Raph, who do they go with? They haven't announced it. Uh, that's they have. They have. I know the they, answer. Ah, because the last I, the I looked, they hadn't announced that. Nope. I know. I know who it is. It was. It's Michelangelo. He's still alive. What? Really? Yep. Yep. They picked him. Yep. Yep. He's the one that lived. Oh, that's weird. All right. Fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Josh, there you go. <laughs> Josh asks uh, fellow teammate Josh, uh, "Is there a list other than eels?" <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that more as we go into this. The answer currently is no. Uh, we're going to talk about some lists that aren't all eels, but the, yeah, I just got to set the table first. <laughs> here, here's the other thing. This isn't like an opinion that we're the only people who possess. You can talk to nearly anyone who's approached this army because everybody has tried to do something that isn't eels. Yeah. Um, everyone that you talk to who likes this army has looked at some iteration of non-eels focused Ideneth Deepkin and come to the same conclusion which is that it's not the right way to play the army um, so the short answer to that is no there's not uh, there was a unique list that won I believe it was in France and I had to talk to uh, who got this for me uh, AOS Shorts Yeah, Dan uh, was able to look it up for me yeah, I was and looking at some of his stuff. So, he, well, he wasn't the one that did it, but he just keeps track of everything. So he's the guy to go to right. for if you need a list that you may have uh, missed. Uh, so it was the Enclave of Fulton, and it was uh, Volturnus, the Isran Soulscryer, and Isran Tidecaster. And then the units were three of the Sharks, the Alapexes, in one unit. Uh, three Achillean Guard, three Achillean Guard, three Achillean Mosar Guard, 
10 Canari Heartrenders, 10 Shadow Warriors, the Achillean Leviathan, and he had the battalion, the Achillean Corpse. So, so I don't see how that list won, but I mean, you know, there's a, there's <laughs> it's an interesting. There's an argument, depending on the size of the tournament, obviously, but as a general rule, muscle memory with a list is very valuable. You can take yeah. a list that is not as good as someone else's list, but if you've played uh, 150 games with that, and army, you're a good like, player, you can, um, you can, you can get results out of stuff, right? And like, there's yeah. there's options here, right? We're gonna present some lists tonight. Like my list is an Achillean core list. It's uh, it, not quite the same because I don't lean on the ally side as much. Um, but there's there's room to play around with it. I just think that ultimately, if you want to start off with the best possible foot forward, there's no reason not to start off with an Eels heavy list. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, I might as well go on ahead and talk about my list. No, so Jeff. We can... We're not done the questions yet. Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, we're done. Uh, but we'll, take a, <laughs> we'll take a quick break right now just to These give a little pause for uh, a commercial break because we didn't do that last episode and I feel bad because we have great commercials. Sorry, people guys. People put a lot of effort into it. So, commercial yes. way. Hi, this is Robin from Blow Ranking Family in Prince George, BC. You're listening to Party at the All Points. Enjoy responsibly. Yeah, there we go. So now Jeff can continue to talk more. Yes. Before I was so rudely interrupted. Yeah, so, it's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and just for the record, I never interrupt anybody, by the way. Please <laughs> um, don't let them talk. <laughs> yeah, I can't interrupt you if you never start. But anyway, um, so like I said, I, my list is going to kind of set the table for what is common with... Um, with Eidneth. Uh this list does have wait, a slight wait, bit wait. of color. Price, you want to talk about the army? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, no, I don't. I'll be really honest. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm making you do it again. <laughs> uh, yes. So let's go over this really quickly for anybody who's not familiar with Eidneth, just to get a couple of pieces out of the way. The yes. core rules in place or the core rules that we want to talk about are uh, the Tithes, which is the unique subsystem for uh, Uh Basically, each turn you're in a, a phase of the Tides. The most important one is consistently going to be High Tide in this battle round units with the Tides of Death battle trait fight before any other units in the combat phase. Basically, that's been FAQ'd a couple of times to fit with the new standard wording for fights first and how that works. Um, but basically for a full battle round, your whole army fights first, which obviously is very impactful. They do have forgotten nightmares, another really good rule, especially as the shooting meta uh, continues to develop as it is right now. Missile weapons can only be used to target a nine that deep can unit uh, with this battle trait if it's the closest visible enemy unit. So basically whatever unit is the closest to the shooting unit, um, you have to shoot that. So even if you wanted to shoot at their characters or shoot at a, a unit of eels that was behind a different unit of eels you couldn't and like i said as the game moves towards more shooting that is very beneficial outside yeah. of that this is uh in the context of age of sigmar books something you'll be largely familiar with there are sub factions with some bonuses they're a little bit older um than 
some of the older ones or some of the newer ones so you don't get locked into relics and traits as much um but similar things there uh and then other than that it's basically a you know war scrolls a couple of battalions all that good stuff uh that we'll talk about as we talk about lists but our two big factors that we want to remember are tides and how they interact uh jeff's list for example is going to use a character that interacts with tides um to to change the way that functions uh one of the um one of the sub factions uh, plays around a little bit with tides. So, uh, and then also this army has some inherent shooting protection based on only being able to shoot the closest unit. Um, yeah. But I think that covers kind of the meat and potatoes of what make Ideneth unique. Uh, outside of that, the uniqueness is going to come from war scrolls uh, and unit interaction. So. Yeah. And, and just for, just to kind of understand what's going on with this, lore wise is this is like a magical ocean basically and the ocean waves are the tides that are coming in and changing the way the real the realm physically behaves so there's a obviously a strong aquatic theme with this army and that's what's going on there in case you had no idea um there's like a magical ocean that surrounds these people when they fight so anyway on to the list Okay, uh, my general for this list is a Tidecaster, and that's basically a um, one-spell wizard. And uh, he has the Born from Agony command trait, which gives him plus two wounds. And he has um, the spell uh, Abyssal Darkness, which get, grants a unit cover. So that would be plus one to your, to your saves. Um, and then I have um, a Soul Scryer. Now, Soul Scryer's primary function in this army is to use an ability that gives plus three to a charge roll. Uh, and then I have a second one of those that has a relic called the Cloud of Midnight. And basically what that is is the poor man's ragged cloak for those of you that still remember the Malign Portents relic set. Um, and what that does is it uh, disallows the unit to be selected for a shooting target once a game. Um, now, this one also prohibits you from taking attacks or casting spells, but it, it's really a powerful tool. Um, and now that the malign portent stuff is gone, that, that raises its value. Hence the term poor man's ragged cloak. Um, I have two units of 10 Reavers. Um, those are uh, just battle line troops. They have um, some like pistol guns, that, so they have some limited shooting. And then a 10-man unit of Thralls, which don't have any shooting. Uh, and then I've got a unit of nine Morsar Guard, and those are the Voltspear uh, Eels and... Um, they're what everybody's talking about when they say the eel list. The Morsar Guard, when you hear the eel list, you expect to see a spammed array of Morsar Guard. And the, uh, so there's a unit of nine and a unit of 12. And then the color from this list is uh, a unit of 10 Eternal Guard. Now that is a Cities of Sigmar unit. And um, it's basically one of the old Wood Elf kits. And 
uh, they have a four plus save and they get plus one save if they don't move. And then you combine that with the Abyssal Darkness. That's a nice synergy there. I mean, you can do a lot of things with that, but um, that one there would give that unit a two plus save, which is gnarly. Um, and if you don't move, you get some bonuses to hitting and wounding with them. So they're a pretty good unit to um, hold an objective or a line. And the whole concept behind this list is to use the tides to where you can't really shoot anything. And then you just show up with all of your Morsar from reserves along with the Soul Scryers. And they pop their plus three to charge. And boom, you have a six inch charge that automatically goes first. And they can use an ability um, that's once per game to uh, make a roll. And for every th one roll per per model in the unit that's in combat range, in engagement, and every three plus is immortal, and every six is D three. So they these units just spam mortals all over everything and kill everything. And then if there's anything left, they also go first with their normal attacks and wipe you out. So that's kind of how that works, and it's pretty gross. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it's really that easy. Gonna, it's, you're typically going to see. It's, yeah, it's really that easy. And if you've ever played against Side Myth, this is probably beyond some minor details, or probably the Eternal Guard. Um, you've seen this list. You've seen it. You faced it. And uh, you know, like sometimes, like I, I've seen them where they didn't have the Eternal Guard and had more smaller units of the Morsar. But uh, this is the template of the prototypical Eidneff Deepkin list, the one that is really powerful, and it just is a huge alpha strike hammer that just smashes everything. Yeah. So. It's consistent. It deals really well with uh, it deals really well with the current shooting meta. It deals well with alpha it strikes uh, yes. because you're going to hide your most important units in reserve uh, for a right. turn being the the big thing there. And basically, what it does is it exists in a way where Either on turn two, it's in high tide, or for some reason you didn't want to flip the tides, um, you know, turn three. But it's a consistent army. People do well with it. Uh, it still takes application. It's not... Um, it's not know, mindless, but yeah. You know... It, ha it has a few moving parts, but um, this is a really, uh, in my opinion, straightforward build. Like, it's pretty clear how it works. It's... Um, it's pretty powerful. Uh, I mean, attestably so. Everybody uses it, and it's hard to walk away from because it's so potent. And I mean, like, anytime you can spam the level of mortals that these guys do, Jiminy Crickets, man. They do a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jeff, hold your language. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. Well, that's my that's my table setting for Deepkin. Now you guys can go off the deep end and uh, make up some random junk. Much. Uh, yeah, pretty much. We're going to add a little bit of, uh, I don't know, we're just gonna <laughs> <leave> options. <laughs> I'm interested to see what price has, but yeah. And now for some list flippancy that is pointless, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't take these lists. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. All right, to, to talk a little take bit more. Mine, take my list. You're, you, you'll do well. You'll kick the crap out of people. Uh, a little bit more about the faction. Uh, my wife getting Age of Sigmar, I presented all the factions to her, and she went through it. And these were the ones that she thought looked the best. And oh, yeah. that is actually a lot of credibility to this faction alone is 
they haven't really had an update in a while, but when they, they they're completely redes- like new army that was made for Age of Sigmar. So all the models are still very brand new. They look amazing. Um, their flight stands are the worst in the world, but that's fine. You can work around that. But it's an army of sharks, eels, turtles, and fish people, fish elves. Uh, it's got a lot of sexual attraction visually on the tabletop. Uh, it has one of the better uh, scenery pieces that come with it as well. Yeah, something. that's that is something probably worth talking about. Um, you have to take fuck huge two giant ass boats and deploy them anywhere on the table uh, and disrupt the shit out of everybody, basically. Uh, yeah, they're yeah cool. they they do mortal wounds. They negate mortal wounds for units close to them. Yep. Um, and you can actually take two full ships. Yeah. Uh, is... Basically, you either get to take two halves of one full ship. Or you can take two full ships. Uh, if you're planning on playing this army, just buy two ships. Don't be yeah. a fool. There's no and, the, and they're massive. Like they're, they're big. Yeah, pieces. yeah, they're big. They're big, and they're really cool. You gotta, you gotta admit it. That's and one thing about this army. Flying, which means that they go over them and they don't care. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like that, that when I faced them, they won't. They go right over your screens and go after whatever they want. I mean, you, you can't really stop them. So oh, and it's, they dictate what you're going to go after better than most armies can. Oh yeah. yeah. Like with the tide mechanic and not being able to target anything you want, they keep, if they want you to kill chaff, well, guess what, buddy, you're killing chaff and the tides. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of their bottles that look really, really good aren't really competitive, which is unfortunate, but yeah. when my wife, I basically said like, when she picked the army, I said, I'd make her a list that was, um, you know, com- somewhat competitive. Like it would actually, it has teeth because I don't want to play against her and just have her get smashed every time. But uh, her guideline was it had to include the turtle because that was her big piece that she wanted. It's an amazing model. Yeah, it's it's worth noting. Like I, as I've talked tonight, obviously I've uh, taken some jabs at the army. It's not that I don't like this army from a visual or from a lore standpoint. I really enjoy it. I think it's one of the cooler armies that Games Workshop's done for Age of Sigmar, especially as a unique property. I just have a lot of concerns with the way the book is constructed because there's a lot of cool units that just don't get to see the tabletop because they don't hold up because the internal balance on the book is really bad. I really hope for the sake of people who do love Eidneth Deepkin that they will get a redo and fix a lot of the concerns that we've talked about. Uh, and if you like this army, it's totally understandable. They're uh, absolutely gorgeous army, uh, like Dayton said, visually fantastic with a really cool theme. And I think one of the most consistent model ranges too, like when you look across the whole range, you can see that they all belong to the same army, which is really important. Yeah. Uh, they have some beautiful down. work. Dude, Lotan is like one of the greatest figures ever. Yeah, Lotan's amazing. And, and he does more damage than a giant. So fucking bad, Lotan. <laughs> most, most, things, most things do more damage than the giant. So His club is too damage. It's held yeah. by an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, bad, man. One of the things that we're probably going to mention, I should probably mention the model, because I don't think it's in any of our lists. It's the Eidolons. Yeah. Uh, they are hands down one of the most beautiful models that uh, GW has come up with like it's just insane to see them in person and what you yeah. do with them 
but they are just they're dog shit like you <laughs> i don't it's really hard to work with them into a list uh okay so to go into my list a little bit the one i made for my wife to be somewhat competitive uh we're looking at the enclave of donheim and what that does is uh in your combat phase you can reroll hit rolls of one if you made a charge move in the same turn they also reroll failed wound rolls versus uh monsters which is crazy and so their general is uh volturnus the high king so what he does is he allows you to have eels as core or as a, a battle line, which is a big key part to everything. And then the <laughs> only other, and he himself is actually, he can hold some weight. He's not uh, yeah. somebody you can just forget about. And then uh, the only other hero we have is the Ishran Soul Scryer, which uh, Jeff talked about. What he does, his big thing is he's able to deep strike in and he can take uh, two units with him. So what you normally do is you'll bring a couple guards with him. And then what he does is when he comes in, you can select a unit within 18 inches of him and everyone gets to add three inches to their charger pulse. Yeah. Against yeah. them, which is bonkers. <laughs> You're doing six inch charges. And then all the banner bearers for the eels allow you to reroll your charges. Sweet. So they make you pretty much guarantee. And that's one of the things about this yeah. army, actually, if... We're going to talk about the eels a lot. Uh, it's a common theme, but that's if they get the charge off. They they get big when they do charges, but if yeah. they get charged themselves, um, they actually don't punch that hard. Uh, they have the mortal wound mechanic that they can do once per battle, which you're always going to use, but once that's yeah. dried up, their spears actually turn into junk until they can charge. But that's what you got to do with them. You always got to pick your targets and move them around and keep charging. Yep. Uh, it's got, so this list has two units of Numerati Thralls. Uh, it's got three units of the Mosar Guard, two units of six and a unit of three, because like I said, I wanted this list to be somewhat competitive. Uh, it's got the Leviathan, which we talked about before. I mean, it's a 16 wound behemoth, uh, behemoth that can actually do, it's not bad. It's no slouch. It's got a good save characteristic. Uh, it makes all units close to them uh, seem like they have cover. Uh, so they get the plus one to their saves. And if you roll lucky with them, they can actually do a decent amount of damage. Yep. Uh, they're super overpriced for what they do, though, but that's fine. And then uh, two Achillean Alapexes, which are the sharks. And Something to be noted of, and what's been talked about a lot with the IDNF DPM players and people that are interested in them, the Sharks are actually pretty good. Uh, they're only 100 points. They're eight wounds. They got range, and they got melee. And you can take them solo, which we've done here. It's two units of, or so yeah, two units of one. And then they're with the Harpoons, which I haven't talked to anyone about that, but it just seems mathematically better than the Net Launcher. Uh, I don't think my co-hosts are going to disagree with that, but maybe no, the the harpoon launcher is definitely the the yeah. correct choice there. I think. I think the uh, the idea like the uh, the archer guys are not the reavers. They're not that good. I don't really. See, their range is pretty weak. The Numerati thralls, if they get to attack first, which in the third turn during high tide they can, they actually do good work. 
they punch really hard. The problem with the thralls is they can't then in turn take a hit. Yeah, if they if they ever get attacked, like if your opponent gets to swing it back at them, they're going to evaporate by and yeah, large. Yeah. I mean, if they're next to the Leviathan, they get a four up save at least. So that's not yeah. horrible. Yeah. Uh, the relic that I took with it too is the on the Soul Scryer is the the Dritch Leech, which is uh, wizards within eighteen inches or minus one to cast unless they're Eidneth. Um, so it's it's like he's going to deep strike into the side anyways. So you're going to be targeting the backside of an army. So you may as well hopefully make their wizards a little less likely to cast. Uh, I mean the the army like this list has teeth. It's got some unique models into it that you don't typically see, but that's for the aesthetic pleasure. And it it it's not bad. Like it will win games if you play it correctly. I don't see anything too too wrong with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that is my list. Yeah, there's a there's probably a general statement to be made with Ideneth Deepkin that basically it's all a sliding scale of how many eels do you want to take versus how many other things do you want to take and balancing out. Yeah. It's a, I guess the one thing I can say positive about the army, so I'm not spending the entire night being salty about it, is that there is quite a bit of inside that small window, there is some real flexibility where you can kind of say, hey, I want to be competitive, but I'm not trying to take first place at a GT so I can make these concessions. The book does hold up to that. So, yeah, you just scale back the number of eels. Basically, yeah. The, the I mean that that is too. literally literally what is happening. Yes, that is how you you lessen the make it more fun is by scaling back the number of eels and then take other stuff. <laughs> uh, Sam so Morgan. Sad. Sam Morgan does reply though. Uh, I've been kind of talking to him a little bit about this. He's he recommends you do not deploy Volti or your six fighty eels off the board. Because there are enough ways to guard them from range. Yeah, I mean, and... depending on depending on your opponent, they yeah. can out, right? Like, yeah. that's a real option there. Um, it, it, yeah, and I mean, it may just be better because they have high move is to just move into position and then charge. Right, because you know? your opponent can, if you are off board, just stick to the center with his key units. Yeah. And it's hard to yeah. because you do have yeah, to come out of mean, the side. Yeah, that, that's all still, still a thing, but... Um, you know, you have to play that as a person actually in the game. But and the it's tools also are there for you to do anything you want. It's a huge decision to make too, based on like what kind of what kind of offensive output does your opponent have, right? Can they, you know, what can yeah. they do to you? Um, alternatively, what kind of shooting do they have? Not that you're as concerned about shooting as we talked about Eidneth. Um, but those are decision points, right? I mean, there's still a thing where you definitely need to. Yeah, you've got to think about what you're doing, right? Like, you yeah, still the game's not on autopilot. Here. Yeah, it, it's not an autopilot game. It, you still have to do things right, but um, yeah, no, no. Okay. And we're seeing actually a bit more of a resurgence of the Adnet Deepkin just because of the uh, KO yeah, because of the, that have been yeah, dominating because of the, the shooting meta. <laughs> shooting meta. Yep. Yep. Uh, but this list, just to sum up too, it has 125 wounds, which is totally fine in the guidelines of what you should be bringing to the table. Um, it's got some durability and yeah, price. What do you got, buddy? Um, so my list is I built around the Achelian core, uh, battalion. It is one of the few battalions they have that takes 
just basically some usable units. The benefit for it is unfortunately not particularly interesting. Once per phase, you can reroll one hit, wound, save, run, or charge roll for one unit from this battalion. It's wholly within 12 inches of the Achillean Leviathan from this battalion when the reroll is made. So basically, you get kind of a situational reroll if you're near your Leviathan. The organization requirements are one Leviathan, two to four units of Achillean Guard, which are eels. Uh, and then one to two units of Akelian Alopexes, which are the sharks. Um, I basically took this uh, just because I wanted to build around a battalion here, not necessarily because I think it's the best choice, um, but it was a chance to kind of theme around something and fit in some units that I think are interesting. I went with an Akelian King, who's my general. He has, uh, this is a Foythen, uh, Foythen Enclave. They get to reroll one, reroll ones to wound with their mounts in combat. They have the fiercest of fishes, and uh, they get. Uh, I'm going to go back and read it so that I don't misstate this. Uh, but they also impact your interaction with the tides. Uh, while I look that up, <clears throat> my king has born from agony, which gives him plus two wounds. Uh, and then I gave him the Black Pearl, which is a just six plus feel no pain for mortal wounds and wounds. I think that the um, item that Jeff took is probably a better choice. The Cloud Overall, of Midnight. Yeah, the Cloud of yes. Midnight. Um, so I think that's probably the better choice, but yeah. it depends on which way you want to go with it. I decided to mix it up a little bit just so we're doing something different. They are the um, Revel in Slaughter. You can reroll hit rolls of one for Thothwin units that are affected by the Flood Tide ability from the Tides of Death ability. Yeah. In addition, whenever the Thothwin unit would be affected by the Ebb Tide ability from the Tides of Death table, they are instead affected by the Flood Tide ability from the right. same table. Flood Tide is uh, run and charge, um, yeah. is what Flood Tide gives you. It's basically got two yeah. turns of run and charge. Um, I then took an Ishran Soul Scryer. We've talked about it several times. You go into the Ether Sea, uh, it's nothing new or interesting at this point. Um, I also took an Ishran Soul Render, who is a character who helps out Namardi. I took him primarily because I think the model's fucking dope. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite models in the range. Uh, he has like a cool angler fish kind of lure. Yeah. lure going on. Um, so I took him and what he does is he can help you put models back into a Namardi unit. Basically, he catches souls when he does damage and things like that um he has lure light at the end of your battle shock phase pick a friendly to marty unit hold you in 12 inches model roll a d3 turn number of slain models equal to what you rolled and then you get to add one to your d3 for each enemy model that was killed by his talon hook uh which is not a bad profile two inch range to attack threes to hit threes to win rend one damage two uh, yeah that's pretty good he also has the Hangman's Knot, so at the start of the combat phase, pick an enemy hero that's within three inches model, roll a dice, uh, subtract two if it's a hero or a monster. On a four plus, you get to re-roll failed to hit rolls that target uh, that enemy hero in the combat phase, so he's got a chance to get some re-rolls. But basically, he's there to put some wounds back into my Namardi unit that I'm going to have here in a minute. Uh, I also took a Dritch Leech on my Soul Scryer, same reasoning as Dayton. He's going to come in deep in the backfield, so he's going to be able to get his 18-inch bubble to apply some uh, some casting debuffs. I have a unit of two Akelian Alopexes instead of two units of one. Uh, I think they're actually pretty good with the Razor Shell Harpoon. They've had their points cost drop several times now uh, to the point where they're pretty efficient. 
Uh, I have two units of six Morsar Guard. Uh, I didn't go with one big unit, one small unit. I kind of split them up. Uh, keeps my opponent from possibly removing my whole punch at once. Um, the downside is I'm not able to stack buffs or command abilities on them quite as effectively, but that's the reason I went with two units of six instead of, say, a, a nine and six or a 12 and three. And then finally, I have a unit of 10 to Marty Thralls. I think they're really cool models, plus they round out my battle line for me. Um, Dayton said correct. They do pretty good damage when they attack. If you can keep them sort of surviving and getting into things, they do pretty well. Or if you just need something to hold a backfield objective for 120 points, they're not too bad at it. Uh, yeah. And I took an Achelion Leviathan, 16 wounds, badass model, will every once in a while get its bite off and you'll laugh at people because it does a lot of damage. Uh, not common, but when it does happen, you get to giggle. <laughs> my final choice in the list was actually I allied in a knight in Cantor for no reason other than a dispel scroll. Um, nothing too wild and crazy. I don't know that it's, you know, the perfect or the best choice. Uh, but I also took, uh, with my remaining 30 points, I took Prismatic Palisade because I think with uh, Ideneth Deepkin, the Prismatic Palisade can be kind of a fun choice because you can use it to block hmm. off even further shooting <laughs> yeah. angles. Yeah, I was just thinking like, because you're like, you can only present, like, you can pick what he's going to have to shoot. Yeah. Uh, and so it's yeah. kind of a just a, a little added trick in there, something to do a little something a little bit different. And you get a dispel scroll, so that a dispel scroll for those of you listening who don't know what I'm talking about, who didn't play Old school. fantasy, is the ability yeah. to unbind one spell automatically once per game, which can be pretty no impactful. roll required. Yep. yep. Uh, so that's that's my list. Um, I don't know that it is the most interesting list, but it kind of takes a few different units that I like. Puts them together, still has enough eels, I think, to do pretty good work, do some damage, uh, does something a little bit interesting with the Knight and Cantor. And if you want to, you've got the ability to take a Soul Render and some Namardi Thralls and maybe get them into the mix and do some damage. Um, so that is my. I. What? Nith Deepkin list. Uh, comes out relatively low drop with this, I believe. I am, um, we had sorry. a time loop there. Yeah, you cut out there for a second. <laughs> like there. it literally, but resumed exactly where he left off. Oh wow! Our... Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe my codec couldn't keep up. Um, I mean, you guys got elections coming up, so uh, I mean, it's going to screw everything down there. Um, yeah, yeah, not super low drop, but uh, fairly low drop uh, for an Ideneth list uh, and the ability to hide some things there. But that is the INF Deepkin list that I ran. So I mean, yeah. it's going to be sexy on the table, but it does go against your general theme price, and that is it's not very travel-friendly. No, it's not. Um, this is a one that I struggle to do travel-friendly because you're going to take eels, and eels are never fun to travel with. Um, so that, that's the one concession I made here. Uh, this is not one that's super easy to get on an airplane. But uh, if you play Adneth Deepkin, sorry, that's just something you're going to have to deal with. I know uh, Joe Pagano was trying really hard for um, to make a Numerati Thrall themed list with the Viadon. Yeah. And he tried really hard, and uh, he played in lots of tournaments with it. And I'm pretty sure if you offer him uh, a couple bags of all-dressed chips and some crispy crunches or coffee crisps, he'll probably give you that army. <laughs> um, yeah, thralls are amazing models and i but more than you know far better people than me have attempted to uh do a lot of things with them it, it's just a struggle to make them work in the list that said 
the army is gorgeous. I think that if you yeah. love the way it looks, you're always going to have fun playing it. And muscle memory counts, right? Build a list, build it with some models that you like, and just play games. Granted, we live in a time yeah. of COVID, and that's a whole different story. But once you can, play a shitload of games. And I can tell you this, you'll beat people just on pure muscle memory at some point. So, Yeah. Uh, the lore for this army is fantastic. Uh, their techless is yeah. a mistake. Yep. Yep. Techless, first first uh, Firstborn abortion. So he tried to kill them. Like when they were created, they were a basically a nightmare failure for him. And he tried to kill them, but they escaped and slithered off into the Aether Ocean and turned into an entire culture. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, I think we should probably stick with this theme for a little while while we're getting all this new content with the Broken Realms and start to kind of go over some of the factions that we have not yet covered Yeah, for this all. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm probably getting the Shadow and Pain box. I think it's... I don't it's, know. We'll see. I need that character. And plus, Blood Sisters are really good. Can never have too many of those. And we'll see what changes happens with the books. I'm looking forward to that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pivoting on to Daughters of Cain instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daughters will be a lot of fun to see what they get changes wise. And then uh, I'm really Sylvanath. excited. I'm really excited to see these rad boxes full of models that you didn't fucking want. Uh, <laughs> now, and that, now we're back to the salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, I'm looking oh, at some stuff right here too, Price. Um, they've released the box covers. Yeah, yeah, they're on Warhammer Community. Yeah, and that's what it is. It shows literally what you just said. Sweet. So, Slaves of Darkness. I don't see someone what. Hide in the deep can if you're going to get into it. Sure, a couple sharks and and Voltan is pretty good. You're gonna want it anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that one's probably as far as just like models that'll work. Uh, that one's probably gonna get. Yeah, they can get you get you some traction out of it. Uh, the Stormcast Eternal one is dog shit. It's so bad because um, it's fucking castigators, Griffhounds, and a Lord Veritant. The Judicators are pretty good. You, you yeah, I was gonna say the Judicators so. are good, but everything else, man, I I don't know. And the book looks thick, so I imagine it's going to have a lot of lore in there. Uh, Age of Sigmar yeah, does that, do yeah. a good job at that. It's going to be story driven, right? Like that's yeah, definitely yeah. The, the name. Of the that's game, the so. main thing is that the the story is advancing, and we have some uh, discontent with our elvish friends, our elvish overlords. Yes. Yeah. Our robotic elvish overlords. That's an army I'd be fucking super excited about. <laughs> Robo uh, elves. Yeah. If Robo elves, elves come out, I'll be super happy. Shadow elves. Uh, Shadow elves would be cool, but robot elves would be way better. <laughs> I kind of want to do Luminef. I'm such a little bandwagon bitch, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> would you? Would you rock Teclas? Would I what? Oh, would rock. I take Teclas? Yeah. Oh man. I think I'd be hard pressed not to. He's just so cool looking. Like you know, some people don't like the model. I think he's really unique. I love. I think with a couple thing. mods, he looks good. I love his. Uh, I like him, but I really like the yeah, the, thing that goes with him. This the, the like, Sphinx is yeah. just so cool, man. That is one of the coolest models ever. And um, the Eltharian is just freaking awesome. 
his model is awesome and he's got the rules to match he is just he's just fun in the sun he's just great ah, but yeah this is uh episode 17 um i'll say it every single time that we do an episode i didn't think we'd go this long <laughs> with this whole thing but yeah baby you know what uh people are digging it and it's yeah. really fun to do this and talk age of sigmar because yeah with everything that's going on right now i don't know how much uh i'd be paying attention if i wasn't directly involved yeah like i said a- aos isn't doing us any favors with making some interesting content for us to go off on sons of bahamut was just a big old dumpster fire but but we're trying the models are gorgeous yeah and i don't know they can fix it everything can be fixed someday maybe winter who knows maybe too soon for those guys but oh, shit, that, that book will, will will be bad for four years if you really yeah it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be in the I don't, you know what it'll be interesting it's it's looking like that list is gonna be like one big guy and then nine of the little old school giants they, they might be able to kick Sylvaneth around who knows <laughs> yeah 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 uh, <laughs> poor beetle lady also, uh, I'm going to throw this out before we wrap up. It's not uh, Age of Sigmar related, um, but if you're in the U.S. and anywhere else that's having an election, go vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but but at least go vote. Like, do something, right? Participate do your in your duty. process. Um, do your duty. Again, vote who you're freaking going to vote for, uh, but at least go out and vote, um, please. So I will say that is my ending a bit more serious note. So Don't make sure. an effort to, to be informed. We just yeah. went through our election. Uh, provincial election and unfortunately we had some of the lowest voter turnout only 52 percent uh which yeah. is super unfortunate and there there are places in the world where tyranny is reigns supreme and there are those those people would die for this opportunity to control their own fate so let's do them the dignity of not uh taking for granted this luxury that we have right we can all have our own differences and opinions but you yeah. really need to uh use that right that you have to vote for sure oh wow yep. uh i don't know Fuck. and make sure you're supporting alcohol there you go <laughs> that's one thing we can all agree on <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh i actually got a couple guys that have kind of moved into my area that uh, left for a while and now they're back and they're getting into 40k and age of sigmar so yeah i'm hopefully gonna be able to get some games in awesome yeah yeah our community is slowly starting to wake back up uh, we're getting yeah. there yeah we'll but see yeah, been super fun i mean end of the day i'll always appreciate just talking to you two guys i uh i really like this what we got going on and i appreciate the conversations and it's uh really fun to just bug you too especially pull price through the IMF deepkin which has been great yes just to get him all riled up and get him to get all salty and mad he's mad it's still age of sigmar he's still gonna <laughs> like it at the end I, again a uh, lot of it comes from the fact that i feel like idneth is a wasted potential book not that i don't actually like idneth i just wish the book could do more and people could have a, a wider variety with it yeah um, I mean, the, the three lists speak for themselves and that they all have basically the same shit right <laughs> i mean it's just like it doesn't have the kind of flavor and variety that our previous lists have had you know where we all had three completely different lists that are just like well whoa this is just like the same crap over and over again but who had more eels okay 
Right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll make it up for price, and maybe we'll do Cities of Sigmar next or something. Uh, uh, we'll stick through. Uh, we'll stick with with some. Elf we got to do our elves. We got to yeah. do our elf campaign here. Say yep. Sigmar is elves still. So. They do have some elves. You can they got technically, and they are. I will say they are related to this campaign. They are. There's mm -hmm. a there's a box of uh, Darkling Coven miniatures that you probably weren't going to buy otherwise. But hey, maybe hey, now you the love that dragon. Uh, I love that dragon, but not even built the way that they built that dragon. Uh, but hopefully, oh. maybe they'll make it a little bit better with this new battalion. Uh, but I think it's probably best at some point to end this and me stop bitching about what? these fucking boxes because I can yeah, do it we... a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jeff. Right. We'll uh, we'll end it for you, Jeff. Price is going to keep going on and talking about this now. She loves it. Yeah. I, I think I, Jeff wants us to pull out. So. Yeah, I got to iron my socks. We got to get out of here. <laughs> this is Dane Overy with Party at the All Points saying goodnight. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good evening. We'll see you next time. Take care.